Hello, and welcome back to the Committed Youth Podcast, the official podcast of the high school student ministry of Calvary La Habra in La Habra, California. I'm Kevin Melgar, and I do not have any of my usual co-hosts on with me today on today's episode. However, I do have some other youth leaders with me today on the podcast, and I am joined by a couple that I've gotten to know over the past few years, and I'm super excited to have them on the episode today. It's Brian and Natalie Bautista. How's it going, guys? Hi, Kevin. What's up? Hey, what's happening? (laughs) Not much, not much. And for you guys listening in, in certain corners of the internet, Brian uh, is known as Bodacious Brian Bautista. Um, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you didn't recognize him before, now you might recognize him uh, for those who might have had trouble picking up on uh, his internet infamy. On today's episode, we also have two students. Uh, who have been involved with a few different ministries around the church, including the summer internship and our youth worship ministry. So I'd like to introduce Eliana Delgado and Taylor Clemens. Welcome on to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so uh, I mentioned that you two were part of the summer internship. We've had conversations on previous episodes with other students about the internship. Uh, last episode, we joked with Jonathan about how you guys spent the summer cleaning up after the staff. Uh, but we know that you guys get exposed to a lot of cool ministry opportunities uh, through that experience. But anyways, today I wanted to pick your guys' brains about uh, youth worship and youth worship ministry. Uh, you guys have both been involved in, in youth worship for a while, been leading youth worship for a good amount. So I wanted to ask you, uh, what are some of your current favorite worship songs to lead right now? Um, ooh. <laughs> I'd have to say, um, Lord, I Need You would be one. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Taylor? Um, Probably my top song that I go for worship is probably Reckless Love, just because it's like, it's, it's first off, it's easy for me to sing. It's not like, you know, (laughs) super crazy or anything. Um, But it's also a song that um, is easy for me to get into like the mindset of like me worshiping God. Like it's like kind of like a good song for me to get into that mindset. But yeah. 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 And that's good. Uh, I, I love both of those songs as well. Those are two great songs. Uh, but, you know, sometimes people who are writing these songs, these songwriters, get pretty creative with the lyrics that they put in these songs. And uh, so today I wanted to see if you can tell the difference between uh, some contemporary worship songs and some contemporary love songs. Uh, so, <laughs> so our icebreaker game for today is really just going to be um, me reading you guys a song lyric. And you guys are going to tell me whether you think that song lyric belongs to uh, a worship song or if it belongs to a love song. It's getting harder and harder to discern those two sometimes as as time goes on. But uh, we are going to uh, get into it anyways. We'll alternate between the two of you, Taylor and Eliana. And uh, you can ask each other for help if you feel like you need it on any of your turns. Uh, So, Taylor, we're going to start with you. Are you ready to try this out? I I guess. <laughs> I think I guess. I'll I'll say yes. You got this, Taylor. Yeah, you got it. So, uh let's get started. So, first lyric up. First lyric, so you're going to tell me whether you think this is a worship song or a love song. Lyric says, "My first, my last, my everything." And the answer 
to all my dreams. So, Taylor, do you think this lyric, my first, my last, my everything, and the answer to all my dreams, is a worship song or a love song? Oh my gosh. I, f- I know these lyrics and I know, like, I've heard this song, but I'm... Oh my gosh. I'm gonna say, like, a... I'm gonna say a love song, maybe? Okay, so Taylor is saying my first, my last, my everything, and the answer to all my dreams is a love song. So that is correct. Oh, okay, thank God. <laughs> I, it's not even that stressful. I don't know. I'm so stressed about this. <laughs> yeah, there are no stakes to the games that we play on this podcast. I know, but it, no consequences. But yeah, it, it tends to be stressful anyways. But yes, that is a love song. So you're correct. So let's go to Eliana and then see what she thinks about this next song lyric. So the next uh, song lyric, Eliana, is I don't know how to say exactly how I feel and I can't begin to tell you what your love has meant. So again, the lyric is I don't know how to say exactly how I feel and I can't begin to tell you what your love has meant. Is that a worship song or a love song? I'm going to say a worship song, but I kind of want it to be a love song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Eliana is saying that lyric belongs to a worship song, and she is correct. It is a worship song. That's uh, Phillips, Craig, and Dean. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so lyric number three. We're going back to Taylor for this one. This one says, lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heartbeat. The love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. So again, lyric is, lay back against you and breathe, feel your heartbeat, this love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. Taylor, do you think that lyric is a worship song or a love song? I see, like, Eliana said the last one, she wanted it to be a love song, but I think, I want this, I, I wish this one would be a worship song. I'm, I'm gonna guess it's a love song, though. Okay, so you're saying you would think it'd be hilarious if it were a worship song, but you think it's a love song. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, the, the the last part, the, um, I don't know if I can stand it part, that'd be, like, I don't know. That's a pretty intense, I guess, lyric, or lyrics in my mind, so that's, I don't know. I, I don't even know what my train of thought is at this point. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it's a love song, yeah. Okay, so Taylor is saying this lyric is a love song, and that is incorrect. Wow. I knew it. It was in the back of my mind. See, I, I said it. <laughs> no, yeah, this is definitely a tough one. I would have definitely said love song as well. That's Those are some pretty intense lyrics, but that is Carrie Job uh, off of one of her songs that she did with Gateway Worship. So yeah, uh, that is actually a worship lyric. Um, not one that I've ever sung or any I've heard anyone lead before, but yeah, that is that is there. <laughs> All right, so song lyric number four. Eliana, let's go to you for this one. So the lyric is, your voice is warm and tender, a love that I could not forsake. So again, your voice is warm and tender, a love that I could not forsake. So Eliana, do you think that is the lyric of a worship song or a love song? Um, I'm going to have to say a worship song, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Kind of sounds a little creepy, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Eliana is saying this could be a creepy worship song, and that is incorrect. 
(laughs) So it's not a creepy worship song. It's a creepy love song. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so that is actually a love song. I believe it's Celine Dion. Um, But yeah, so not a worship song. Thank goodness. Last lyric. Let's go to Taylor. Uh, And again, remember, if you need to, you can ask Eliana for her input on this one. But it says... All I needed was the love you gave, all I needed for another day, and all I ever knew, only you, only you. So again, the lyric is, all I needed was the love you gave, all I needed for another day, and all I ever knew, only you, only you. So Taylor, is that a worship song or a love song? Um... I'm going to say it's a worship song because the repeating lyrics, not that yeah. pop songs repeat lyrics a lot, but every time I think of like a worship song, I always think of like the last two words being repeated. So I'm going to guess a worship song. <laughs> so Taylor is banking on the repetitiveness of worship songs for this one and calling out those repeating lyrics as a worship song. And she's incorrect. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. Okay, pop songs, it's like half the song is repetitive lyrics, so I wouldn't be, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, pop songs like worship songs can also be repetitive, but that last lyric uh, is a love song or a pop song. But yeah, but that was that was the five lyrics I had for you guys. So thank you guys for playing. You did get a few of them right, and that's awesome. And uh, we definitely found out that there are some worship songs out there that definitely are a little creepy and sound like love songs and vice versa. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's always fun to to poke fun at some of these worship songs and love songs. But, you know, in all seriousness, I love worship music. I know that you guys here on the podcast love worship music. And today's topic is all about worship. So, uh, this episode kind of marks the first in a series we're going to be doing on this podcast, uh, just kind of breaking down different terms um, that kind of get thrown around the church that you might hear if you're around the church uh, and kind of explaining what they mean, taking a closer look at them. So that being said, let's get into uh, today's main discussion on worship by just talking about, you know, what does the word worship even mean? And l- I'm going to throw that to Brian. So Brian, uh, how would you break down what the w- word worship even means when we're talking about worship? Just thinking through that word worship itself, and um, I was kind of looking it up and thinking it earlier, and the English translation just kind of talks about um, just having honor or showing reverence to something or someone or to ascribe worship to or, or ascribe a worth to something. And so when we talk about that from the kind of in the English standpoint where we talk about worship. That's kind of what we're talking about in the sense of to ascribe this type of worship to something or someone. When we talk about it from a Christian perspective, it's um, very much the same thing in the sense of we're ascribing worship to, um, to God, the, that which is placed or has authority within my life. And um, when I was kind of thinking on that, I was just kind of looking at what makes a difference between kind of the, the perspective of the English word of what we talk about worship and how people may talk about worship. You worship certain things, or even you worship a God, or you worship this God, or you worship this thing. That word's thrown around, but thinking about it, what makes the difference when we talk about it as Christians, when we talk about that word worship? And and I, as I was thinking about it, as I was looking it up, just kind of looking at John chapter 4, um, verse 24, when it talks about just that 
God is spirit and truth and, and those that worship him must worship in spirit and truth. As I was looking at it, just that word really stuck out because what it's talking about is um, in the Greek, it's talking about just um, this prostrating oneself before an authority within your life. And so looking at that word, it, when we talk about that within the Christian sphere, or it, it's really talking about myself being able to lay myself down, lay my heart down, my life down before this God that has the authority within my life. And so thinking upon worship, when we talk about it in that sense, that's kind of the imagery I see within a biblical context of it being myself prostrating myself, um, my heart being laid down before God, who I'm saying is the authority within my life. And so I was kind of one of those things I was wrapping my brain around as far as word worship. Yeah. And that's a really cool definition to kind of come out where it's like you're kind of just laying yourself down before God and kind of submitting to him. Eliana, what would you say as far as how you would describe just worship if you're explaining it to somebody? Yeah, um, I think kind of like what Brian was saying, like showing reverence and adoration and like broken down. It's just like showing like love and respect, like to God in this case. So, yeah. 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 Very cool. Let me go to Taylor. Brian kind of started relating this word worship to how we worship God. And in church, you know, we usually have a time of worship before we start our services. That's what we were talking about earlier, right? All these, all these worship songs. Why do you think that we have that time of worship music before each of our services? Um, I mean, you know, like they were saying, like getting, like worship is getting yourself ready and showing reverence and showing like respect to God. And so if we're going to be, you know, before services and before taking in the word of God, um, I think worship is just like an important part of getting yourself ready to, you know, first listen to what the pastor is saying or the teacher is saying to take that into your heart and to see how this would apply to your life. Um, and having that respect of you're in God's house and you're here to learn about him and you're here to grow your relationship with him. And so, um, opening up with worship, I think is so important because, um, you're starting like you're changing your mindset wherever you were at before, wherever um, struggles you were having before earlier in the day or earlier in the week, um, just changing your mindset and changing kind of like the attitude you're having with worship is like an important part, especially before receiving something. Cause it's hard to receive something when you're um, you know, you're either sad or you're angry and you're just not in the right mood. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's super important to have that time where it's like, okay, now we're kind of changing our focus where before we walked into church, maybe our focus is on like a million different things. Um, you know, maybe it was hard to even get to church on time. You guys can probably testify to my lack of punctuality and my difficulty with getting places on time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it's that kind of idea where, you know, we're taking all the distractions that might have been around or in our heads or in our minds before, and we're kind of just refocusing. And worship is a really, worship music is a really great way to be able to do that before we start um, diving into a Bible study. But Natalie, what would you say as well? Do you have anything to add to that as far as the importance of that time of worship before we even begin our church services? Uh, I agree with what everyone said. It's just really a time to quiet our hearts uh, before the Lord and just focus on Him and lay aside all the distractions, just everything, like you said, the rush and everything that um, it took to get uh, there, wherever you're going, or um, not even just at church, but, um, and just to focus on him and prepare our hearts for, um, 
you know, what we're going to hear in the study. Yeah. You know, singing and listening to this music that's being played as, as we begin our church services, you know, that's kind of where I think most people start to think about worship because we, we kind of associate worship with worship music. And there's a whole worship ministry, right? We talk about, you know, I'm part of the worship team. I'm playing, you know, in the worship band or whatever it might be. Especially, I think, in our culture. So when we hear um, we're going to go into a worship service or we're going to go in over here, or we're going to have a time of worship or we're going to do this. The natural assumption is that music is involved in it. And so our, our minds gravitate to link the act of worship with the act of singing or the act of having instruments or music uh, accompany that. And so I think while that's one aspect of it, I think going back to the thought process of what worship is in presenting um, praise and adoration and, and having this heart behind it, that's falling before a person, a God that I'm saying has the authority within my life there's a response to that. And so the, the response has many different looks. It has many different um, ways it plays out. And the aspect of joining music to the words of adoration is one of the responses. So that's one of the ways that we're able to worship God by all means. Yeah, for sure. You know, when we go to church and we have the music and the worship team, that's definitely one aspect of our hearts responding to the authority within our lives and what God has done. But to say that that's the only way to think, like I said, we all kind of naturally gravitate to that. But understanding the thought process that where when we talk about worship, it's really a matter of the heart. And it's really a, a matter of my heart being in a place where I'm ascribing this worth and this praise to God and remembering everything that he's done for me and everything that he continues to do still within my life. And so that has different ways of it translating my life, including the, the worship, the praise with my hands, with my voice, but also in the way I live and in, in, in the way I live a life of obedience. John chapter 14 would talk about that. My obedience to God is a reflection of my love for God. And so even within that, you can see that my worship for God is, is not just uh, stated within the confines of a 30-minute period of me being able to sing along with the music and the words on the screen, but it also is even within my life and how I carry myself on a daily basis and how I um, choose to be obedient to God, even within that, there's a reflection of me worshiping God and me saying, I, I love you so much that I choose to be obedient within my life. And so I think those are some things when we talk about worship that are kind of key things to understand. And, and while, like I said, our mind naturally gravitates to the music and to um, the playlist and all those different things and, and the different performance things that happen on stage at times and, and the production, but um, way more than that, it's a matter of the heart that's behind everything that just, isn't just limited to that time. That is super awesome. Like the whole idea of like worship is, is more than just, you know, all the songs that we sing. And like you were saying, right, that's a super important and super big aspect of it, especially in the way that we worship in the contemporary culture, right, as Christians. But there is a whole aspect in our personal lives. Taylor, what would you say, you know, even in addition to what Brian said, or maybe, you know, agreeing with Brian said, what would you say is the way that worship incorporates into our lives as Christians, you know, beyond just music? Yeah, I agree. Like one of the points um, 
Brian said, or one of the things he said was, um, you know, like the, the thought of like, I love you so much. Here's my life. Here's everything I have. And, you know, the thought of worship for me, like when I first started coming into the worship ministry and doing everything, um, something I had to come to realize was like worshiping God isn't only in like, obviously it's not only in music. It's not only in using your voice for that worship can be, you know, using your life and using everything you have and putting it out for God and praising him with your actions and praising him with just like, you can like, that's kind of like, um, worship and praise kind of like go together. Like it's, you know, when you're praying to God, you can be worshiping him in the praise. Like when you think of praise outside of Christianity, like, what are you praising? Like it's, you're worshiping, you're worshiping something and you're putting that, like your heart and your feelings and, um, just everything you are into, um, like directed towards that thing. And so thinking of it in Christianity, like we're supposed to give our everything to God and because he's given us everything. So we have to like put everything back. Like he's given us so much and like beyond anything that we deserve. And we can never obviously pay that back, but we can still praise him and thank him and worship him for everything he has done for us. And it doesn't only have to be in music because, you know, some people don't have the gift of worship and though they can engage in worship, some people don't feel that's, you know, their, I guess, easiest way to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like what you were saying, just about the fact that it stems from really just a heart of gratitude and from a heart of love and, and realizing what God has done for us. Like you were saying, right, regardless of whether you're able to strum a guitar or play a piano, that's something that every Christian can do, right? And even if, you know, you're not super musically inclined, regardless of that, there is still so much room for worship in our lives. And uh, the fact that the way that we live is a great way to pour out that gratitude towards God. Uh, Natalie, I would like to ask you, could you tell our listeners, even maybe maybe some people are listening in and they're like, well, they keep talking about how God has done so much for us, but really what what has God done for me? <laughs> um you know, maybe growing up in the church and kind of just hearing about the stuff, but not really maybe fully understanding it or maybe hearing about it for the first time. But so what would you say, what is, or are the things that you can see and you can say, God, I'm so grateful for this in my life. And this is the reason why I worship you. And how does that play out even just in your own, in your own life? I think, um, you know, just like everyone's been saying, just, just thanking him for just even the simple things in life, just being alive, just, um, you know, his provision in our lives and um, focusing all the direction back on him. Um, And I'm not musically inclined. I'll just throw that out there and Brian (laughs) will admit this. So, um, (laughs) you know, but at the same time, I I love to worship and, um, you know, there's not just, like you said, it doesn't have to just involve music or anything like that, but just praising him, thanking him, um, that thankfulness um, and just, um, you know, that adoration and thanking him for just, I mean, it could be the little things, the great things that he's done in our lives and just even the the small things, whether, you know, it's just, um, you know, something happened at work that, that, um, you know, that you thought was not going to go well and it did. And, and just for him having his hand upon our lives and, and our kids, um, especially with this day and age and how things are just so crazy, um, you know, just, that in itself, just protecting our family and our children and their hearts, um, that in itself is, <laughs> you know, worthy of praise and, and worship. So, yeah. And like you said, there's so many things 
uh, to be thankful for. And I know that sometimes in the day to day, it can kind of get busy. And that's what kind of we were talking about before the importance of why we do worship music before we even get started uh, with our Bible studies. A lot of the time is, you know, there's all these things kind of distracting us from why we should even be grateful to God. Um, You know, we have all these voices of different things getting thrown at us in the day to day. And it's so easy to become blind to even just the gift of salvation, right? Even just the fact that we have access to God and to a relationship with the God of the universe, right? That he is willing um, to be in a relationship with us through his son, Jesus Christ. And the fact that we are being imperfect, right? We're not worthy of that type of relationship with this perfect and holy God. And yet, because of the fact that he loved us so much and gave his son on the cross for us, right? Now we have that access and now we have the ability to speak with him and to give him that thanks and to also petition him, right? To ask for things. And and it's such a beautiful um, comfort to be able to know that we are in a relationship with the God of the universe who's in control over everything. And I think even on the worst of days, (laughs) even when it seems like nothing's going right and you have nothing to really be thanking God for, at the very least, just the fact that we have that relationship with him is something to be grateful for and something to be thanking him for. Elion, I want to throw it to you. Is there any, um, you know, Bible verse or, or scripture that comes to mind or just anything you'd like to add in regards to worship and, and what it means to to worship as a Christian? Yeah. Um, so kind of going back to the question, um, what do we mean when we talk about worship? Um, Romans 12 verse 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So like going back to worship, like we kind of like our minds go like straight to like worship music, but like um, just it isn't like specifically have to be that, which is it is like an amazing way like to come before God and like just express our love for him. But also um, worship is broken down. It's just love and respect. So we can show love and respect to God through our actions and how we live our lives. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely, I think we spend maybe, like Brian was mentioning, maybe 20 to 35 minutes singing worship, maybe on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday night or wherever, you know, whatever services we might be going to. But that's such a small percentage of our lives. Like (laughs) When you look at it, it's like not not even an hour out of your day, two days a week. Like that's, that's so small, but the, the rest of our lives, like how is worship affecting the rest of our lives? And, and it's so crazy to think that, you know, we can be sitting in those services and, and be kind of genuine, right. In the, in the way that we're singing out these songs. And yet sometimes our lives just kind of don't reflect the truths that we're singing in those songs. Eliana, you were mentioning earlier, one of your favorite worship songs to lead is Lord, I Need You, right? And just the this whole idea of that song is literally saying, uh, Lord, I need you every hour I need you, right? And teach my song to rise to you when temptation comes my way. You know, like all these different things that we're singing and we're affirming when, when we're singing these songs. And yet sometimes it's so hard to get ourselves into that mindset, like outside of that 20 to 30 minutes that we might have singing these songs. Um, and, you know, being honest for some people especially maybe in high school it's difficult to even get into that mindset when we're singing those songs um but you know it's this whole idea of coming before god and like you were saying that love and respect and and understanding that the way that we live our lives needs to also be showing that same love and respect that we're showing when we're when we're speaking these words or singing these these song lyrics that we have in these worship songs 
I love uh, Hebrews 13, uh, verses 15 through 16, says, Through him, talking about Jesus, through Jesus, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of lips that acknowledges his name. And do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. So there, just in that, in those verses, right, you see the two things that we're talking about here, worship as the words that we say, and, and specifically in the context that we're talking about, the songs that we sing, right? We're supposed to be offering that up to God through the relationship that we have with him in Jesus Christ. We are supposed to be affirming that, and not only in the songs that we sing, but in everything that we say, hopefully, in some way, we'd be pointing back to the goodness of God. But then there's also that other aspect of it, right, where he says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have uh, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. So, the sacrifice that we give in speaking praise to God, right, and saying, God, you are good, God, you are great, you are powerful, you're worthy of our praise, like all that stuff is great. But God also desires the pleasing sacrifices of what Eliana was talking about in Romans 12, 1, right? The rest of our lives, he also desires as a sacrifice of worship um, where we're doing good and sharing what we have. So, I think that's super important. And I think definitely what we've been talking about here kind of shows that. Um, but going back to Brian, you know, we, we talk about in general that worship needs to extend beyond just those worship songs that we might be singing or, or whatever it might be that we usually think about when we think about worship, that it kind of encompasses our whole lifestyle. But how practically do we incorporate worship into our daily lives and not just at church? And I think from a practical standpoint and looking at everything that we've talked about. So in the context of everything of my heart being drawn in reverence to God and, and, and drawn reverence to remember and to acknowledge and praise everything he's done for me. And, and to think about the, the period of worship before service of redirecting my attention and my focus back on him. So in the context of all of that and how we looked at what worship is in a practical sense at my, myself personally today, how my day is going to function. It's very much the same way in the sense of me being able to have time on a daily basis to put things aside and put God first as a priority at that moment. And so whether it's, um, we've, we've shared this before with uh, the kids in worship, those that have the ability to play, there's this luxury almost that you have that you don't really realize that other people don't have, where it's like you can grab your guitar at any moment and you can have a worship service the way people view it within your own home in your own room. And the reality is many people don't have that luxury. But within that of being able to even spend time in God's word and being able to put something else aside and to say, I'm going to focus my heart and my attention, my mind, my thoughts upon you is an act of worship within itself of sacrificing myself to spend time with the Lord, to, to dig deeper into a personal relationship with him at this moment. Um, spending time in the word with God, spending time in prayer, um, practically speaking, just because you don't play an instrument doesn't mean you can't worship God uh, by song. So it's, you can play music. You can have, you have your phones, you have the radios where people do it. Um, I personally practice this when I'm driving because I have a long distance drive for work. So I, I play music all the time and I have awesome times of worship with God of where I'm just singing out to the Lord in those moments. And so even within those times, it's me, even though I'm preoccupied doing something, I'm still choosing to focus my attention on God in those moments. And so um, I would say it may, it may look differently for each person in every scenario, maybe different. 
but it's having the right heart of saying, I'm going to lay aside this specific moment for you to readdress my attention, my heart, my mind, my focus on you at this moment. And so when when we think about practically, that's what I think about. Yeah. However you can just to prioritize God in those moments throughout our days. And I think that's awesome. And and definitely, um, you know, you don't have to be playing guitar or playing a piano or or doing anything else to engage in the type of worship. There are so many different things that we can do to kind of point our minds back to Christ and back to God um, and put him in that kind of place of, of first importance in our lives. Uh, But Natalie, what would you say in terms of maybe some practical ways that we can just kind of incorporate that refocusing throughout our day onto onto God and onto worshiping him? There's uh, there's so many things uh, praying, you know, and just um, putting the focus back on him and taking it off of myself. And um, I think that, uh, again, praying and I I know we're going back to um, music, but you know, within my home, I, we play a lot of worship music because it it really does affect you. You know, it does quiet your heart and it does bring you back to that place where you're not focusing on yourself and you're, um, it brings things back in perspective because you, um, you know, you're, you're seeing and you're realizing, you know, that it's, it's not, it's not all about me. It's all about him, you know? And, um, I think that's, uh, that's what it all comes down to. Just like the song, the old song, the heart of worship, it's, it's all about you, uh, Jesus, you know, I'm sorry for the thing I've made it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so crazy how we can, like, we've been talking about how we can get so caught up in everything else that we just forget sometimes throughout our day, just to even acknowledge God or even think about him. You know, it's, it's so easy though. This world has so many distractions as we go through life and the day to day busyness that it's like, you could easily go through a full day and not even give it a second thought. Taylor, I mean, for you, would you agree is worship music, just playing it in the background or even playing it for yourself? Is that something that helps you kind of focus in on God throughout the day? And is there anything else that you can think of besides that and prayer, like Natalie mentioned, that kind of helps you kind of refocus? Yeah, I know with when it comes to music, um, like choosing what you're going to listen to is like such like people don't think it's such a big thing because half the time when people are listening to music, it's not they don't think they're soaking in what the lyrics are saying because sometimes people don't know what the lyrics are saying. (laughs) Um, But like when you're subconsciously hearing the same thing over and over and over and over again, your brain will start to think like, okay, like it'll start to like soak in the information. It'll start to bring like the, I guess like the words will start to sink in whether you, you know, really are consciously thinking about it or not. And like worship has such like a positive, most of the time it has such a positive, like, um, whether it's the tune or whether if it's just the way that they're singing is always almost always like very positive and that can affect your, you know, your mentality, whether you're specifically paying attention to it or not. Um, like if it's just in the background at least. And I know for myself when I'm like, it's such a temptation. And I know this is like a big thing for the youth is like when you're feeling sad, you just want to drown yourself in sad music because you feel like it's going to make yourself feel better. And I have so many people that tell me that all the time. Um, but something I've like had to train myself to do is when I'm sad, like listen to worship music and stop, like get my mind off of myself and get it back on God and think about instead of how many bad things are going on in my life, what good he's done for me in that sense. And when it goes around to, you know, worshiping him, I guess in like a, in my daily life and, um, incorporating that not just in music 
I'll be going and I'll be doing things and I'll like randomly get so like, I guess not emotional because I don't get like super emotional, but I'll get like this little like moment where I'm like, God gave me this. Like, thank you, God, because you've done so much for me. And here, let me spend a few minutes to give that back. And by thanking you and by, you know, praising you and um, just putting my heart out, like even if it's just in my head or if it's, you know, um, you know, actively doing something like something that um, I've come to realize is also from worship is, you know, serving, you're putting like if it if that's your heart, you're putting um, your time and your effort, whatever you have to serve God and to show that appreciation and, um, that praise, um, you know, in whatever way you can. So I know, um, doing the internship, there are so many times when I did not want to be there cleaning up after, you know, everyone, especially in the restrooms, but, <laughs> you know, thinking like my, I had changed my mindset so many times. Cause I was like, this is me giving back to God. This is me showing God my appreciation and, you know, giving back in any way that I can. And even like, I'd go around the property and there'd be random times. I'd be like, I'm so thankful that I have such an amazing God that gave me such an amazing church that gave me such an amazing opportunity to be here, to learn about ministry, to be able to do things and to be able to, you know, have Christian um, influences and Christian peers and all this other stuff. And like, it's just that like heart change in a daily perspective. And that's why I like, I encourage a lot of people for, um, you know, not just the people in the worship team, but everyone else to be serving because it's not just, okay, you're out there and you're putting yourself with your friends and, you know, to serve the church or to put that, you know, good reputation on yourself, um, or that good look and everything. It's, you need to be there if that's, you know, how you feel called to, to put that back out for God, because, you know, and showing God that you are appreciative of everything that he's done for you. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I know definitely there is an aspect where, like you said, sometimes you just find yourself, it might be around the church, like doing something and just being like, why am I doing this again? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why, why am I rolling the stack of chairs? You find yourself in these situations and you're, and you're doing this stuff and you just remind yourself that it's, you're doing it for the Lord and that can be an act of worship. The Bible talks about, you know, whatever you do, do it with all your might. And I feel like when we are doing the things that God has placed before us, for him, that totally changes our perspective. And whether that be at church, right? Or whether that be at your home with your family, uh, because serving your family and serving those around you is also a part of being a Christian, right? We are called to love. We are called to love each other as Christians. And, uh, you know, it's such a beautiful thing when we can when we can bring that heart also into our relationships with our siblings or with our parents or just people that we we live or interact with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, but Eliana, is there anything you would like to add about, you know, just what worship can look like in our daily lives? If you're listening to this podcast, you probably do have like Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, just <laughs> honestly, just like playing that at home and just like singing and worshiping to God, like, I mean, that's a great way to start too. Um, and just like valuing and like viewing important, like our individual walks, like that's something that we also need to be working on, not just on Sundays or Wednesdays. Yeah. And that goes hand in hand with what Brian was talking about earlier too, right? With finding that time to read the word, um, to study the word. And that is an act of sacrificing whatever else you could be doing. 
But I want to open it up before we close it out. Is there anything else that anyone would like to add um, to what we've been talking about or, or what we've been saying? I'm sure Brian does, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we got a limit here. <laughs> we may be part two, three, and four. <laughs> There's a rumor going around that I'm long-winded, so. <laughs> All right. So for the sake of Brian's reputation, we'll wrap it up there. So we will say uh, thank you to all of you guys for for coming on to this podcast or finding the time to uh, have this discussion about worship. It's super awesome to see you guys involved, uh, Eliana and Taylor and obviously Brian and Natalie in our youth ministry and, you know, in the different aspects, like we said, about worship, whether that's leading worship on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night or teaching, or just engaging with um, students and, and getting people into the Word. It's it's awesome uh, to be able to serve with you guys and to be able to see that. And, of course, for all of you guys listening, uh, we love to have these discussions about these different topics. And if you guys listening have any additional topics that you're curious about, that you have any questions on, that you'd like to hear us talk about here on the podcast, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, uh, at Committed Youth or through our email, uh, which is committedyth at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any suggestions you guys might have about future podcast episodes. Or, of course, we'd love to hear if you guys have any questions at all about what we talked about here on the podcast today, um, whether it be worship or whether it be those weird song lyrics that we talked about. uh, Feel free to reach out to us and give us your questions. That's it for today's episode. So from all of us here at Committed Youth, from all of us on the podcast episode today, we want to say God bless and goodbye. You guys can say bye if you want. Goodbye. All right. That was great.